एक्टिंग करे जी ट्रिंग ट्रिंग हेलो हेलो बोल हेलो 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 वेलकम टू योर पॉडकास्ट ओह माय गॉड यू आर नॉट द गेस्ट यू आर वन ऑफ द होस्ट आई हैव अ क्वेश्चन फॉर यू ओके इफ यू लिव अलोन वाई डू यू नीड नॉइज कैंसिलिंग हेडफोन्स आई डोंट नो आई डू गो टू वर्क यू डोंट गो टू वर्क Well, when I did go to work, I did need noise cancelling headphones. But now you don't go to work. So, but I will go back to work someday. <laughs> Do you want to die? Huh? By going to work? No. On a bus? No. So? But someday the country will open up, and someday it will be safe to go back onto a bus. and that day i do not want to hear susan who sitting on the other side of the aisle complaining about her boyfriend to her best friend at 7 am that's why i need noise cancelling headphones you really hate susan yes poor susan yes <laughs> i didn't want to use karen again <laughs> so now we are hating on susan people inform the internet yeah because we have We have a lot of hate in our hearts. <laughs> about Zeus. No, about people in general. <laughs> about people in general. Yes. Yeah. We we hate people in general, and we love to bring that hate out. Mm-hmm. Is that why you left India? Yes, I do hate crowds. <laughs> hey, hey, intelligent segue into today's topic, which is why we left India. <laughs> Why did we leave India? I have no idea. Let's talk about it. <laughs> you are an engineer, so you claim. Don't remind me. <laughs> so, what kind of engineering are you claiming to be? <laughs> <laughs> The kind of engineering I'm claiming to be is an IT engineer. <laughs> A what? IT engineer. Uh huh. So you like fix modems and stuff? No, I fix computers in general. Acha. <laughs> Because if you do engineering, you should be able to fix stuff. Why are you an engineer? Because I didn't have any other option. <laughs> <laughs> It was this or BSc IT, and this got done in like four years, so that's one year less. Yeah. So, otherwise, it would have been a BSc and an MSc, and I'm not doing that shit. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not studying for five years in the same college. Oh. Maybe wearing uniforms. I don't know. What do BSc IT people do? Uh, <laughs> ask me now, bitch. This is not an interview. Mummy, I saw Madhut Sangu. Also, for your information, I am also half an engineer. <laughs> Because I started engineering, <laughs> and I have less resolve than most people. <laughs> so sit. I am an engineer, but you are only half an engineer. Yes. the first half of an engineer not the later half which is third and fourth year i am just first and second year yeah i don't think even you finished even that i can i kind of finished first year completely and then for my second year i went to film festivals <laughs> and not and, and and not college and then for my fourth semester which is my second year 
I joined an advertising firm as an intern, as a copywriter, and then I stopped going to college completely. And the way I dropped out was I did not appear for any exams. Mm-hmm. So I just went to my family and told them, I I I can't pass because I didn't attend any exams. So I'm going to fail anyway. So let me do something else, which is worthwhile, and I like rather than you know pursuing mm-hmm. this broken dream. <laughs> How very poetic. <laughs> Boulevard of broken dreams. <laughs> how did your parents take it my parents were shocked like they uh, could couldn't believe that anyone from our family would opt for a non technical field are you sure they weren't just like scandalized because you dropped out and you would forever be an engineering dropout yes they did they they thought that it would affect my uh, self esteem mm-hmm. that my friends would be graduating soon and i would have to st- go back and start from scratch in some other field so they my mom's main concern was you know if that is going to be fine with you and i said i, I haven't even thought of that it, it, <laughs> it didn't even occur to me that i was going to be behind my peers and I, i was fine with that i don't i don't really compare myself to people like that yeah and also getting an engineering degree isn't that hard But so. it was for me, because it, like that scene from that film Tare Zameen Par, where all the mm-hmm. the numbers and the letters start wiggling dancing. around and dancing. That was maths for me, <laughs> which was I know that's a three and I know that's a letter or a whatever that is. But put them together and I can't. Mm-hmm. I have no idea what that is. And they started with the, the idiots. They. <laughs> They started in twelfth uh, grade with derivatives. Derivatives, not even derivatives. Limits. Limit. We started oh, with limits. I then we moved on to derivatives. And when it was limits, I was like, okay, fine. I understand this. I can, I can pass. I can score enough marks that I'll pass and I'll, I won't fail. Then it became derivatives, and it was like, okay, this is a bit hard, but I, I think I'm able to grasp that. Mm-hmm. And then they moved on to uh, the Calculus, not calculus. That calculus was the whole thing. Uh, <laughs> help me! Integration. Integration. <laughs> <laughs> And integration <laughs> was a whole other story of how how uh, stupid I am in maths. Mm-hmm. And that was just twelfth grade. and in engineering they came up with matrices and then they put integration derivatives and limits into matrices, matrices and then we had imaginary numbers i was coping up with real numbers and <laughs> existing numbers and then they came up with imaginary numbers and now all so of it was together and i have i have no idea how to navigate through any of that so basically math gave you existential crisis yes that's fun yes So you you know that meme right it's like the, the, there's a there's a guy who's like sad and crying mm-hmm. and then there are monsters who just like increase in level behind him yeah. integration was like that for me yeah i was like i can fight the first one integration is fine i can deal with this <laughs> but then came double integration there was and double and then integration? there was triple integration there was triple integration yeah when um you had dropped out by oh, okay <laughs> 
and i just think i lost my mind i was a college topper in math in 12th grade <laughs> and in semester 3 of my engineering i freaking failed also math quick proof why we are named nerd gully mm-hmm. we have a topper with us oh boo hoo and a show off it's i'm just <laughs> giving you some context as to how bad uh-huh. i failed uh uh-huh. very convenient show off <laughs> okay fine let's let's be like you and oh i don't understand math but i don't yeah exactly it's not that hard <laughs> it is that hard <laughs> i have to think about solving uh, simple equations as well everybody does we all still go use our calculators for 2 into 4 just to confirm that it's 8 are you thinking how much is 2 into 4 yes 4? it was it <laughs> anyway move, <laughs> moving circling on circling back to our original topic yes so we're both sort of like we've attempted engineering mm-hmm. and you failed in engineering engineering failed me yes and Uh, post that why did you decide to come to the us well i think the question we need to ask ourselves is not why we came here but what next like you are an engineer okay what next oh. what do you do in india what do you do you have an engineering very good very nice you can solve <laughs> math awesome what next so basically the path i would have taken if i had stayed there would be a get a job mm-hmm. start preparing for my mba mm-hmm. get an mba 2 years in work at a bank get married and settle down and then that's the end of my life okay so the path less traveled not really <laughs> <laughs> not really i mean both of those tra- paths are pretty well traveled mm-hmm. it just wasn't for me i I'm not the person who's go- who wanted an MBA or to work in a bank. Yeah. Like I give going to banks gives me anxiety as it is. I do not want to go to work and have anxiety every day. <laughs> like my social anxiety goes to a point that every time I see a form in a bank, I freak out and forget my own name. Oh. There have been times where I've called my mom from the freaking bank. I'm like, what do I write on this? whose account am i depositing money into which account number is am i supposed to put in here yeah so no i i i working in a bank is like the least uh, is the most scary scenario for me yeah and for me it was hold mis- on that was shitty grammar so what so i'm just saying like it's there is nothing called most scary it's the scariest situation for me Uh, we'll add that as a footnote. Yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> grammar correction. We, uh, we can please speak grammar please. <laughs> Thank uh, you. Thanking you. Your sincerely. Yes. And for me it was basically I had to because I dropped out of engineering I had to do something. Mm-hmm. Like I had to get a basic degree which I kind of agreed with my parents on that to get a job anywhere you have to be uh, a bachelor's of something. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what. You just have to get bachelor's <laughs> off. So I got a bachelor's off mass media, <laughs> which the was the toughest degree in India. Oh yeah, it was. Uh, <clears throat> I'm very proud of myself. <laughs> <laughs> And I had to move to another city to get it because mm-hmm. in Mumbai, 
you just had like i wanted filmmaking as a subject mm-hmm. and in mumbai you did not have filmmaking as a core subject you had advertising or journalism and in advertising it was all business and uh, management and in journalism it was all focused on writing okay. and i wanted something that kind of mixed both mm-hmm. so i had to move to pune and uh, i got my bachelor's of mass media from there and after that i just stumbled upon a job in bollywood <laughs> and my job trajectory was basically stay in bollywood from an assistant director go mm-hmm. to the associate director which is the highest position above the like below the director not above and then kind of after 10 years i think make your own film okay but that was not my plan at all that that wasn't the ideal scenario for me what was your ideal scenario my ideal scenario was to be a was to make films on my own and i like i get it people do make films in bollywood people do make indie films in bollywood but growing up in a country dominated by bollywood sensibilities i kind of felt that i needed an escape from there yeah and it's very hard for indie films in india to succeed with the kind of crowd we have yeah who doesn't look beyond um Films action as entertainment yeah it, it's basically just like action an item song more action mm-hmm. villain loses hero wins and we we all go home happy and with the star culture of course and uh, the good news is it's slowly gaining acceptance mm-hmm. stars are slowly coming into uh, short films which are being released on youtube they're still high budget uh, made by known people made by people who are connected mm-hmm. and they're still they still have some element of entertainment they're not completely grounded in reality but it's it's getting there right and when i was there it wasn't an a, a completely accepted thing okay you had to if you made a i, I don't want to say art film but if you made <laughs> a film that's not entertaining mm-hmm. you had to go and justify why you made it and i i hated that concept right. i i don't want to justify why i did certain actions in my film mm mm-hmm. I I know if if it's not entertaining I know it's not entertaining because I made it that way. Okay. But that was kind of my number one complaint art wise that why I needed to leave uh, mm. the country. Okay. Okay. So the other reason why I specifically decided to make the move or at least think about moving mm-hmm. was I come from a pretty um modern but still a bit conservative family uh-huh. uh it wasn't very acceptable that i wouldn't get like i wasn't very keen on pursuing a career in engineering i i wasn't very keen on getting a job and i wanted to pers- pursue photography back then and i was super excited about it i wanted to get a degree mm-hmm. and kind of go more into fashion photography but thanks to who's that as sanjay leela bansali no who who's the guy who made the film on fashion uh ashutosh goyekar no 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 i don't know who whoever decided to make the movie on fashion 
uh, has kind of influenced every single person in India on how the fashion industry works. Vikram Bhatt? No. Okay. A- Alexa, who made the movie Fashion? Fashion, the movie, was directed by Mata Bandarkar. It was produced by Rani Skrubala and it was written by Mata Bandarkar, Niranjan Iyengar, Sandeep Nath, Anuradha Tiwari, AJ Manga, Alexa Stop, and Irfan Siddiqui. Thank you. Madhur Bandarkar. Exactly. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> so he that that movie has basically influenced how everybody looks at fashion yeah. as an industry. and my parents definitely took pointers from there and decided that oh my god our girl will basically be corrupted to death if she steps into this what what was in the movie i haven't watched it oh you should <laughs> you call yourself a film snob man yeah that's that's for good films uh-huh yeah, not bad films <laughs> so it's basically the whole sex drugs and rock and roll kind of uh-huh. scenario mm-hmm. which is portrayed in that movie that the film industry Uh, sorry the the fashion industry works on um popularity and glamour s- glamour and basically it's 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 bad mm-hmm. that that is how it was kind of portrayed that it sucks the life out of the people who are innocent and kind of corrupt them to hell mm-hmm. so that was still a fresh image in my parents mind mm-hmm. and they thought that i was chasing glamour or maybe they thought i was chasing uh, fame which i don't give a damn about yeah. clearly i live in madison so <laughs> um so that was kind of the approach i wanted but when i realized that it was parental pressure it was societal pressure and getting out of that was more important than pursuing a career in something else getting out of engineering no getting out of india oh india okay getting out of that culture of no a girl has to do some things mm-hmm. had kind of taken a hold of me back then that if i'm not here nobody can force something on me yeah or nobody can uh, sort of you know steer my life into some other direction that i don't want it to go mm mm-hmm. and that's also i think a comment on how patriarchy works in india yeah because to a certain extent i can't decide my life in my in india my own life mm-hmm. but i have the freedom to do whatever i want as long as you know i'm i'm fine yeah as long as you are financially secure nobody is mm-hmm. going to question what career path you choose whereas yeah. for me i and for women in general if you are not from like a family who's kind of letting you do whatever you like mm-hmm. you are always going to be faced with the question of either following your own desires versus keeping society and family happy yeah so most times sometimes they might fall on the same path but most times they don't during the time between when i decided like i graduated engineering and i decided i wanted to pursue photography as a career mm-hmm. and uh, my parents were super super against that and so i for the time being my mom told me to take like a 6 month breather and kind of assess my priorities which kind of meant like see the light and do what we are telling you yeah. to do <laughs> so like get, take 6 months to you know get your head straight 
exactly uh, so during that time i found an internship that i really wanted to do mm-hmm. it was uh, as a marketing intern and i i didn't like engineering much mm-hmm. so i was good at it but i it wasn't exactly like my calling so i thought maybe marketing would be the thing so i decided to try it out it was at a vc firm and i loved doing it but the, the thing was that the job was so mind numbingly boring up, uh, <laughs> at one point it was basically just editing spreadsheets and i'm like i did In not marketing yeah I, at one point i thought like i did not spend four years studying to work in excel like i would do anything else so the internship was i think 3 months mm-hmm. and after that finished i found another job at one of their vc funded companies mm-hmm. and uh, they were just starting out it was a startup of like 13 people mm-hmm. i think i was the 13th employee <laughs> lucky <laughs> and, number oh uh, definitely <laughs> and i joined as a business development associate i okay. think that was my title but uh, the job in itself was kind of it was not my forte it was basically talking mm. and as whoever has listened to this podcast can clearly tell i'm not good at it <laughs> i am not good at performing mm. which is what uh, business development is is like you have to cold call people and kind of promote your brand i see and i was scared shitless <laughs> like i absolutely like i used to sweat every time the phone rang and i used to like pray in my head like please don't pick up please don't pick up please don't pick up and then they would pick up and i had to kind of go through my script that was written down <laughs> and it oh it was horrible like i was and that is what keep people keep telling you right go out of your comfort zone which i did it was like a mile out of my comfort zone <laughs> i did not have any idea what i was doing i was what 21 and um the other part being i had to travel 3 hours oh to get to and from i remember you had to travel first by I bus to, i had to take a bus then a train Uh-huh. And then another bus or another train? No, it was metro. Ah, it's a metro. So another train. So it was like a one and a half hour journey one way to get to and from work. And um my job in itself was 10 hours a day, 6 days a week. Mhm. And I burned out very quickly. I think it was like a month or two and I realized this is not for me. Mm-hmm. I can't do this. It came at the very right time where I needed that one push to kind of just get me over that line of no, I am actually doing this. Yeah. I cannot live here. I cannot do this job. Like that was the realization that made me kind of get my get off my ass and actually work for this. So what did you apply to uh, like what course did you apply? Uh for? so I applied for uh, masters in information systems to some places and management of information systems in some other places. Okay. Because there's no consistency. <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah because that kind of had that um half business half technology kind yeah. of course which I was looking for. I didn't want to just do an MBA because I wouldn't have gotten gotten a STEM OPT. Mm. And I didn't want to code. <laughs> Java is my absolute nightmare. Like 
Java is for me what math is for you. I was just going to say that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> everything starts jumping around, everything starts dancing, and I don't have a clue how functions work. <laughs> I don't even know if that's the right terminology. Correct me if the Java people are on this. <laughs> um, why did you decide to move to the US? Why the land of fluid ounces? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which I have no idea what it is. <laughs> still. I still don't know the difference between ounces and fluid ounces. Well, in my head, it's just, you know, ounces that are lazy are fluid ounces <laughs> because they are, I don't know. If anyone knows, please email us <laughs> because we are too lazy to Google that shit. But why the it's, US? It's basically like you're giving people homework after every episode. They had to fact check you last time. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, and no one did. Nobody did. I, I don't think anybody knows. No one did. From a film industry point of view, I think uh, US was strategically the best chance for me. Mm-hmm. Like, I just wanted to learn. I just want, I wanted to do a lot of things. Experiment. But I had no one to guide me as such. Because the people who were supposed to guide me, my professors, they all discouraged me. What do you mean? Every time I made a film they would point out the mistakes in the film, but not tell me how to correct them. Mm-hmm. So I I knew my films were not up to standard, but I did not know why. And I did not know what to do to make them go up to standard. So for the longest time, my goal was to make a film that doesn't look like a student film. Mm-hmm. Like you, you should watch the film and the first thought in your mind should not be, oh, a student made this, so it's fine. Okay. <laughs> You should judge the film as a film and not just because uh, a struggling person made it mm-hmm. or a person who's learning made it. So in Bollywood, uh, the film that I did, the director uh, helped me uh, understand my filmmaking as well. We used to have long conversations about what film is to us and how to make films. And I think he helped me a lot and he kind of made me understand that you need to get out of this country. <laughs> This country is not going to support you. But because he was in the same position as I was, he was making a Bollywood film that he kind of wasn't too keen about. He knew the kind of films that I wanted to make. Mm -hmm. So he kind of nudged me in the direction and said, you know, study uh, the parallel cinema of India. Because India had Bollywood and parallel cinema, which is uh, what Satyajit Ray made films in. Mm -hmm. So study parallel cinema, study Japanese cinema, study European, study uh, indie films. And he kind of pushed me in that way to explore that side of me. Mm-hmm. So that's when I started to entertain the idea of actually coming to the US. Okay. I, I, was, I wasn't happy or content, but I would have made a living in India. Mm-hmm. But his voice kind of guided me to consider coming here because it's not easy and you know that you have to go through a lot of money you have to go through a lot of anxiety a lot of form (laughs) forms yeah and it's in general a lot of struggle to actually get to exactly the u.s it's a pain in the ass or anywhere basically yes if you have to move out of your country as an indian it is not easy Mm -hmm. you don't get visas yeah so you better be committed if you are actually doing exactly and i wanted to make sure that i wanted to come here Mm -hmm. i wanted to be sure i i did not want to do it on a whim 
Yeah. And we coming from middle class Indian families, we can't do things on a whim. <laughs> we have to plan things years in advance just to, you know, get them done. Yeah, of course. I mean, I personally had to decide on how much of a loan I need to even entertain the idea that I would live in the US for two years. Meow. Did you just say meow? No, I said yeah. You said meow. No. Yes, you did. I'm going to play this back. You said meow. <laughs> oh, no. I am not a cat for your information. Sure. <laughs> Apart from Bollywood, I wanted to work in Hollywood and Hollywood is crazy expensive and very difficult to get into. So if not LA, New York. (laughs) And I kind of, I I was in the phase where I was uh, looking at colleges. There's a really good film school in Prague as well. Yeah. And I was was just looking at colleges and I found one which I thought was a scam at first. Okay. (laughs) Because it was very cheap and it was in New York. Okay. And they gave out OPT on uh, one year of education, mm-hmm. which was very rare. Okay. So at first I thought it was a scam, but then I emailed them. <laughs> and they... Because of course, that's what you do when you think something is a scam. Oh, no, I didn't just email them. Like I emailed them and I asked them like, is this a scam? Are you guys for real? <laughs> and they said, yes. <laughs> And they sent me a video of the whole campus and I still didn't believe them. So I, I contacted my friend who was in New York at the time and I told him to go check it out. Okay. So he went to the school <laughs> and he sent me his own video, and which was the same video that they sent me. So it, I just verified that, you know, <laughs> that they are not a scam and they actually have a classrooms and it's it's a campus they have a campus they Mm. have uh, they they are a college so i got into i got in touch with the guy that handles admissions and he said okay yeah sure let's let's see what you got so i sent him my portfolio and he said yeah if you apply you'll get the admission okay and (laughs) i said okay i'm still working in bollywood and he said yeah whenever like it's it's open to you. you you don't need to uh, contact me again you can just fill out the form I know your name and you are welcome anytime wow <laughs> so the first email I sent that uh, college was 2017 and then I showed up finally in 2019 so they're clearly lucky to have you yes they are <laughs> <laughs> that was sarcasm no it wasn't <laughs> but I showed up in 2019 and I think that's the only reason that I said yes. They said that I had, I didn't have to give, uh, I didn't have to appear for GRE, mm-hmm. which is a pain in the ass, <laughs> and or TOEFL. I can speak English. What more do you want? <laughs> <laughs> so I had, I had no reason to give any of those exams, and they, it was really, really cheap, and they said, you know, you can come here, study for a year, and work for another year, and I said, that is what I want to do. <laughs> That's why I packed my bags, did a whole uh, procedure of visa and anxiety mm-hmm. and all of that. Spent a lot of money and now I'm here. Of course. <laughs> why are you here? Why US? Why not, why not Germany or why not England? Well, I'm not smart enough for Germany. <laughs> <laughs> like no college was willing to take me. Mm-hmm. And I knew that before I even applied. <laughs> 
um as for uh, the uk which was like living in london has been kind of like my childhood dream i don't know why i have never been yeah um it rains a lot it does it looks like shit and um so that was one of the places that i would have gone to but brexit happened mm. and or brexit was going to happen was going to happen and uk's economy was going to tank yeah so that was definitely not an option if you wanted to stay anywhere more than a few years or just get a degree and actually get a job post that like going to the us was basically just a decision of chance mm-hmm. at that point that it was not exactly like no this is where i wanted to go for 10 years but this makes the most logical sense it's, and it's i definitely it's a pit stop on the way that is what i thought yeah and i definitely did not want to go to canada <laughs> because it was oh my god it was cold and coming from mumbai i am the kind of person who takes a blanket at 25 degrees so, 25 degrees celsius yeah 25 degrees celsius so i did not want to go to canada but i went as close as i could <laughs> <laughs> because i did get an admit to texas but i like it it was 600 indian kids and like oh, what is wow. the point of yeah. in one semester like oh. one semester intake was 600 students <laughs> and i did not want to just go back to india after moving from india like pay in dollars but live with indians <laughs> what's the point <laughs> yeah so how many universities did you apply to uh i i think i applied to about 6 6 or 7 oh wow because i think i am one of the rare people who knew that they are getting an admit before they even applied mm-hmm. like before even like any i had no anxiety whatsoever about getting admission into college like you, you I, missed out on a really really no, really fun phase no i did not i again I, that was sarcasm i don't care <laughs> Okay the only anxiety that i had was whether i'll not uh, whether or not i'll get an, a visa right. but you know that's another story yeah i mean all of us had that anxiety mm. coming to kind of a conclusion of this topic i would really like to be that asshole who's giving advice <laughs> to our <laughs> listeners or if anybody is listening um the one thing i've learned after this whole ordeal of deciding and then finally coming here is that don't do it if you are not passionate about it having my freedom uh, or having some independence uh, early in life was kind of my goal and i was super passionate about that i was definitely ready to put up work i was definitely um in the mindset that it's not going to be easy mm-hmm. and that helped me succeed here Yeah. So if anybody is actually planning on doing this I would definitely just go ahead and reevaluate that are you doing it for the right reasons. That's true. Because that's the only thing that matters. When you are here for 3 months down the line and you're homesick and you hate all the people around you and everyone hate, is expensive. Everything is expensive, uh food is bland, uh and whatever <laughs> other problem like the weather's crap because if somebody comes here in the fall and you realize like it it's going to be like negative 15 celsius <laughs> in a week it's it's not going to be easy yeah. so if that you need something that's going to kind of hold you down in times like that mm-hmm. 
so that you need would a really be, strong goal yeah that would be my only thing just make sure you're doing it for the right reasons make sure you're willing to put in the work and many people have succeeded here all of my friends are doing very well they're very happy and they all have that one thing in common they are super super dedicated to one thing in life you can't treat it as an experiment well if you're rich you can but <laughs> <laughs> yes coming from a middle class coming from a indian middle class family. indian family yeah it can't be something fun that you do you'll definitely have fun here but it's not without its pitfalls and without its struggles yeah So after a lot of preaching I think we're going to leave you at that. This is a self help podcast now. <laughs> Please better yourself meditate and do yoga. Also turmeric. <laughs> What do you do with turmeric? Just eat it. <laughs> just eat turmeric. Eat turmeric. <laughs> okay. Don't I put I'm... it in your lattes. Oh. Okay, that that is a topic for some other episode. <laughs> We will rant about turmeric lattes next week. or never spoiler alert they are stupid <laughs> anyway thank you guys for listening to another episode of nerd gully this is part 1 of a long series of coming to the land of fluid answers <laughs> which is what i'm hoping to call the title but i don't know we he's, haven't had that discussion yet he's not winning <laughs> that one <laughs> so do follow us on instagram anchor spotify and all other platforms our handle is nerd gully on everything uh you can follow sid and me on our personal instagrams too if you don't yet uh the links in the description and if you have any questions let us know i mean we're happy to help if we're turning this into a self help podcast <laughs> So if you do really want to ask us questions or uh give us feedback uh, our email is nerdgully@gmail.com you can always write to us So we're signing off for another week bye Bye mom You can't do that every episode I am going to <laughs>